In this episode of Josh Reads Other People's Published Poetry, I'm going to read Muscle Hunter at Rock Harbor by Sylvia Plath from her collection of poems, The Colossus. Muscle Hunter at Rock Harbor. I came before the water. Colorists came to get the good of the cape light that scars sand grit to sided crystal and buffs and sleeks the blunt holes of the three fishing smacks beach on the banks of the river's backtracking tail. I'd come for free fish bait. The blue mussels clumped like bulbs at the grassroot margins of the tidal pools. Dawn tide stood dead low. I smelt mud stench, shell guts, gold leavings. Heard a queer, crusty scrabble cease, and I neared the silenced edge of a crated pool bed. The mussels hung dull blue and conspicuous, yet it seemed a sly world hinges had swung shut against me. All held still. Though I counted scant seconds, enough ages lapsed to win con- confidence of safe conduct in the wary other world eyeing me. Grass put forth claws, small mud knobs nudged from under, displaced their domes as tiny knights might doff their casks. The crabs inched from their pygmy burrows and from the trench dug mud, all camouflaged in motley mail of browns and greens. Each wore one claw swollen to a shield large as itself. No fiddler's arm grown gargantuan by trade, but grown grimly, and grimly born for use beyond my guessing of it. Sibilant mass-motived mo- hordes, they sidled out in converging stream toward the pool mouth, perhaps to meet the thin and sluggish threat of sea retracing its tide, way up the river basin. Or to avoid me. They moved obliquely with a dry wet sound, with a glittery wisp and trickle. Could they feel mud, pleasurable under claws, likely between bare toes? That question ended it. I stood, shut out, for once, for all, puzzling the passage of their absolutely alien order as I might puzzle at the clear tail of Halley's Comet, coolly giving my orbit the go-by, made known by a familiar name it knew nothing of. So the crowds went about their business, which wasn't fiddling, and I filled a big handkerchief with blue muscles. From what the crabs saw, if they could see, I was one two-legged muscle picker. High on the airy thatching of the dense grasses I found the husk of a fiddler crab, intact, strangely straight above his world of mud, green colour and innards bleached and blown off somewhere by much sun and wind. There was no telling if he'd died recluse, or suicide, or headstrong Columbus crab. The crab face, etched and set there, grimaced his skull's grimace. It had an oriental look, a samurai death mask done on a tiger tooth, less for art's sake than God's. Far from sea, where red freckled crab backs, claws and whole crabs, dead, their soggy bellies pallid and upturned, perform their shambling waltzes on the waves dissolving turn and return, losing themselves bit by bit to their friendly element. This relic saved face to face the bold-faced sun. Thank you. And on to the commentary for Muscle Hunter at Rock Harbor. Sylvia Plath is one of those poets I'm still getting acquainted with. Um, I started with The Colossus because it was her debut collection. Um, and it's quite, I quite like her writing. Um, I haven't read everything she's written yet. I kind of just dip into a few of her collections. And the reason I started with Muscle Hunter at Rock Harbor is because it's just a nice, such a nice scene. 
it's well told, it has this kind of rhythm to the line, and she uses alliteration quite well, and assonance as well. So the, the assonance is much more subtle than the alliteration, but it's just the way she actually paints that scene of being in a rock pool collecting fish bait, but just being in a kind of seaside scape and everything you kind of see and smell and, and hear is so wonderfully captured in this poem. Um, and it's the kind of poem that made me want to keep reading Plath's work. Um, I know it's not all like this, but it has that kind of, from what I have read, it does all kind of have that kind of rhythm and movement to the line. And so the story's always well told. And she always seems to get her, like, nail her imagery. So that's why I read that one. I hope you enjoyed my reading of it. Um, I will hopefully be reading more of her poems on this podcast. And as ever, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it.